0: Good morning. Am I on? Awesome. Uh, I'm just going to declutter here. So dads, this is a great day. Dad, stand up. All right. Let's celebrate the dads. Turn and give them a high five, ladies. Come on, nobody without a high five. Dads are awesome! And we love being dads, most of the time. Uh, So, I want to start by giving you just a little glimpse into dad life. So, enjoy. Sound, please.
1: This is dad life. Loud.
0: Rock like the
1: house,
0: boy! Check, that's me. Right. pump
1: it up! Gas station glasses, don't care what the masses think about me with my sweet goatee. I'm rocking my doctors with a cuff and a crease. I got that St. John's Bay and the clip for my piece. I look nice. I got dozens of dollars, and that's right. It goes straight to my daughters and my wives. I'm a miracle dad Making magic with the checkbook It's the talent I have I roll hard in the yard With a 60-inch cut Zero turn radius My neighbors say, what? They be driving by peeping my landscape Yo, these greens Got nothing on my manscape Hydrangeas Begonias Crape myrtles, Ornamental turtle Hold up is that a weed in my fescue oh now, round up to the rescue it's the dad life it's the dad life take my daughter to the party. it's the dead life it's the dead life. life it's the dad life shooting vids of the kids it's the dad life roll up to the splash pad 10 a.m my whole entourage Pops out the minivan, we spushy splashy for an hour or two, then it's back to the house, yeah. prepping for the barbecue. Brots, dogs, rack ribs, whatever, get me on the Weaver, man, nobody does it better. Call me Lord of the Grill, I'm king of the coals, Nana secret recipe, you know how I roll. 1080p, 16 by 9, I'm rocking man cave status with a screen like mine. Keep your peanut butter hands off my 50 inch physio. Pop up the corn, roll the Disney video. Don't you dare close your eyes. We got Aladdin, Jasmine, Abu, the genie. With kids like mine, everybody wants to be me. Sing the nightlight song and then it's off to bed. This is the dad life, no more to be said. It's the dad life. It's the dad life. Hit the mall, coaching ball It's the dad life It's the dad life It's the dad life Playing rough, fixing stuff It's the dad life It's the dad life It's the dad life. life Yeah, you know how we do it It's the dad life
0: My favorite line in that is playing rough, fixing stuff. It's the dad life. And dads, you know, say, first of all, ladies, I need to ask your permission. I'm going to kind of talk to the dads this morning. Are you okay with that? I guarantee there's take home for you, but I'm going to talk to the dads. So dads, you know what it's like playing rough. You know when your kids are little, what's the strategy? Make them feel like they're stronger than you, right? Oh, you're so strong. Daddy's going down. Daddy's going. Oh, you got me. And then they hit those teen years. And you got to let them know who's boss, right? So then you bring a little more power so they know there's a smackdown if it needs to happen. Don't mean that literally. Uh, and then if they get older, it's a little different. So our sons now are 26 and 25. Benjamin took up boxing. And David played rugby in Ottawa, and uh, I need to pull the back card regularly. Oh, whoa, 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 this is fun, but hold on, I just got to be careful. And (laughs) Ann chimes in and says, boys, boys, be careful with your dad's back. So it's sort of that progression through uh, what it's like to be a dad. But every stage, I loved being a dad. And it doesn't mean there weren't tough things, as you know, guys. Being a dad is some of our greatest joys and some of our biggest challenges as well. But there is joy in every step of the journey and we never stop being dads, right? And that's a good thing because we all need a dad. And one of the things that dads are really good at is humor. Let me say that one more time. One of the things dads are really good at is humor. Can I get an amen? Oh, this is dead this morning. Can I get an amen? Yeah, Yeah, dad humor. And that comes in dad text. So I thought I'd do a little thing. So this is the son. Dad, can you pick me up? Why? What happened? The teacher pointed at me with the ruler and said, at the end of this ruler is an idiot. And I asked, which end? So I got suspended. And the dad goes, ha, 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 you're awesome. You're not even grounded. That's a great dad. Here's another one. Dad, there's a moth, it's a daughter. Dad, there's a moth on the outside of the bathroom door. Can you get rid of it? Please hurry because I'm going to cry. Dad, Dad. Dad is dead. You're next. Love moth. (laughs) And the final one son, I made a Facebook account. Can you accept my friend request? You made a Facebook account? WTF. What does WTF mean? It means welcome to Facebook. Why, thank you, son. With your help, I'll be a hip dad. Yes, we all want to be hip dads. First time you've seen WTF in a church service. Oh, look at Sarah. She's texting Glenn. Come back soon. Actually, oh, I wanted to rock it. I have the best man video from our uh, man events that we do, and I, I felt, you know, I just got that little twinge. You know how guys, when you're younger and dumber, you don't pay attention to those twinges, but I've been through a few messes, so I said, "Hun, what do you think? Show, showed her the video. She goes, No, you cannot play that on a Sunday morning. So guys, if you want afterwards, we'll just go in the corner and I'll show you on my phone. So I want to talk today, you probably saw the title, and the title is you got to be a son if you're going to be a dad. And fatherhood starts with understanding what it means to be a son. So we're going to unpack what I call today the Father Heart of God. And you might have known Jesus for decades and never experienced the Father Heart of God. God is our Father. So I want to unpack that a little bit today. And this started for me way back when Ann and I got married 34 years ago. We spent our first year of marriage at Bible school. And there was this, one of the speakers who came was an elderly gentleman from New Zealand. And now that I think about it, he might have been my age, (laughs) But, but in my mind. Was he older, hon? Please say. Okay, so he was an elderly gentleman from down under from New Zealand. And he said, Dave, you've got to understand the Father heart of God. And that phrase, whenever I hear Father Heart of God, I hear it in New Zealand, the Father Heart of God, Dave. You've got to understand the Father Heart of God. And I thought, what what, what, what do you mean by the Father Heart of God? It's not that funny. Although it is a good New Zealand accent, I must say. (laughs) Uh, We're we're fans of the All Blacks. You're going to be okay. You're sure? So anyways, the Father Heart of God. And I thought, I don't even know what that means. And I'd known Jesus for years, but what do you mean by the Father heart of God? And it led me on a journey of many years learning about the Father heart of God and about God the Father and and who He is and how we've been called to be in relationship with Him. And the the penny began to land a little bit when I saw the cover of this uh, DVD. I was actually, do you remember back in the days when you're, computers had a dvd drive in it and i got a computer with a dvd drive and i'm gonna watch a movie on a plane go it's so cool we were soldiers guys is that a good man movie that was lame guys is that a good man movie okay maybe you haven't seen it it's the true story of hal moore a general it was the first encounter with americans the vietnamese in the in the vietnam war actually so true story helicoptered in behind enemy lines but this is the cover of the dvd and you see it says fathers brothers husbands sons and when i looked at this dvd cover i'm, I'm just reading it so i'm sliding it in my computer and the lord says to me yes but wrong order I Thought, what? what what does that mean wrong order and he showed me there's an order there's a progression it's sons brothers husbands and fathers, there's a sequence to what it means to be a man. And it begins with being a son. And there's no way we can be the brother that God's created, crafted, and called us to be if we don't know what it means to be a son. There's no way we can be a husband if we don't know what it means to be a son. There's no way we can be a father if we don't know what it means to be a son. And I want to take us to Jesus' baptism. The Father, we know the story. Jesus gets baptized. as he comes up out of the water, the spirit descends on him and dove, and the Father speaks audibly. Now this is huge. This is God speaking audibly. He could have said, "This is the Savior of the world. This is the Messiah. You need to follow him. This is the plan of the ages for mankind to get. Free from sin. Listen to him. Because he has all authority. And this is God incarnate. But he he didn't say that. He spoke to his son. And he said.
1: You're my son. And I love you.
0: And I'm so proud of you. And this to me. Is a glimpse behind the curtain. Into that intimate relationship between father and son. The father and his son. And it's a picture, it's a a demonstration of the father's heart for us. You are my son. I love you. And I'm so proud of you. Likewise, you're my daughter. I love you. And I'm so proud of you. This is at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. Of all the things the Father could have said, He said, I love you. And I am so proud of you. For Jesus, God incarnate made man. The divine made human. The Father says, you need to know how much I love and delight in you. And that's the foundation of our lives. And, men, I'll tell you this if we don't understand the Father, heart of God, and His delight in us, we try to prove that we're worthy of love. We try to prove that we're worthy of life. And we'll prove it in all the wrong places through performance, at work, or wherever, to show, yeah, I'm a winner. Or we'll look for women to answer our question. Am I a man? The only one who can settle the issue of our identity is our Father who says, You're my son. This is the foundation of our identity. Before everything and beyond everything, I'm a beloved son of my Heavenly Father. And when we have that encounter with our Father we're validated by him we don't seek validation anywhere else we're not looking for our wives to answer our question and that to me is one of the biggest issues in marriages men who aren't validated they know jesus but they don't know they're validated by the father's love and they think they're more of a disappointment than a delight and they look to their wife to validate them they carry a question mark over their head And they want their wife to turn it to an exclamation mark. But only the Father can do that. And I know that because I've lived that. It's a reality. And we've journeyed with men for over 15 years in understanding what this is all about. And the Father's heart toward us is love and delight. And the Father wants to be in relationship with us. We see in Jeremiah 3.19, I thought that you would call me Father and not turn away from following me. Do you hear the pain in that? A father saying, I so desperately want you to call me Father, to know me and love me and receive my love. But you didn't. You ran after those things that were not from me. And it's the cry of our Father. And Jesus comes. And He says, Hey, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Me. If you really knew Me, you would know My Father as well. From now on, you do know Him, and you have seen Him. This is one of the main reasons why Jesus came. Jesus came to pay the price for sin. That we wouldn't be the property of the enemy anymore. We wouldn't wear the chains of sin, death, and the enemy. He didn't have legal title to us. And being chained by sin and jealousy and hopelessness and despair, etc., etc., etc. Jesus came to set us free that we might know the life of God, that we might come back into relationship in the family of God and know our Father. Jesus came to make a way for us to know the Father. And a lot of times, many of us have not had great relationships with our fathers. Whether demanding or distant or destructive, I don't know. But I've heard enough stories to understand that we were all raised by imperfect fathers. And some were good men and some had vices. And we often tend to put that on the Father. Our lenses through which we see fatherhood are twisted and shaped by the experience we've had with our fathers. But that's not the nature of our Father. Our Father loves and delights in us. Our Father cherishes us. And often we go, oh, Jesus, yeah, love Jesus who he is and how he he spoke and what he's invited us into this incredible life. And he says, well, if you know me, you know the Father. Because this is the Father's heart. The Father's desperate that we might know him in a profound and powerful way. His delight and his great love for us. So Jesus came that we might be born again into the family of God. That we might be reconciled into the family of God. That we might be adopted into the family of God. And Galatians says this. Paul tells us in Galatians, You can tell for sure that you're now fully adopted as his own children because God sent the Spirit of his Son into our lives crying out, Papa! Father! Abba! Father! Daddy! Father! Doesn't that privilege of intimate conversation with God make it plain that you're not a slave, but you're a child? And men, you know, we love to connect with our kids in a deep and profound way. I remember when uh, Benjamin, he's 25 now, but he was just, uh, I guess he was a toddler at the time. And he was always on the go, and, and I would, <laughs> you know... You get a little beat as a dad. Man, I just need a nap right now. Come on, son. Let's just nap together. And he doesn't necessarily want a nap. So neither do you. So I remember laying on the couch, and I just wanted Benjamin to lay on my chest. And you hear him breathing. You hear his heart. He hears your heart. And there's this bonding between you. And I remember I used to count the seconds. One end, two end, three end, He was off, and I'm thinking, oh, I wish this could be longer. There's something about loving being with our children. And the father-son, the father-daughter relationship is a very unique one, in that God the Father has chosen to reveal himself to us as a father. And yes, he created male and female in his own image. But there's something about the father heart. And I think that's one of the reasons why the father son father daughter relationship can be so challenged sometimes. I, I don't understand why exactly, but it's. We're under. There's a profound influence that fathers can have with their children. There's obviously a profound influence that mothers have with their children. But ladies, if you remember, you gave me a little grace today to talk to the men. And I think that's because our Father, we get the opportunity to represent His heart. And the only way we can represent the Father's heart is if we understand what it means to be a son. To be a father, you've got to be a son. A son who said, Father, I want to know you. I want to love you. I receive the invitation to know you that Jesus has given us. Come and know your father. Know me, you know the father. I've paid a price to reconcile you out of your sin and your brokenness to come into the family and understand the joy and the love and the delight of your Father. This is what the Father says in Jeremiah 31, verse 3. I never quit loving you and I never will. Expect love, 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 and more love. In the NIV it says, I've loved you with an everlasting love. I've drawn you with loving kindness. No matter how broken or angry or jealous or sinful or distant we are, the Father says, I love you, I love you, I love you. I won't abandon you. Come to me and know my delight. And one of the key truths that we need to understand is God's heart toward us is primarily delight, not disappointment. Let's just marinate in that one for a little bit. God's heart toward us, the Father's heart toward us, is primarily delight. Not disappointment. But guys, I know. I know what we think. Because we've been raised with a performance mentality, right? If I perform well, then I'm valuable. Then I'm worthy of love or respect or significance or whatever. And that's why we need the Father's validation. It's not about what you do. It's who you are. It's whose you are. You're my beloved son. But yet we think, you know, God's just disappointed in me. I could be more. I could pray more, I could give more, I could love more, I could be more patient, I could be more kind, I could whatever. There's always growth. And men, we wear this perception that, you know, God loves me, but he's really disappointed in me. Because I'm disappointed in myself. But that's not God's heart toward us. It's delight. God's heart toward us is delight. Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is with you. He's mighty to save He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. And this is real. God delights, and he so delights in us, he rejoices over us with singing. And if you ask, you can hear the songs. Okay. Now I know some of you went, it's a little, little whatever. Here's how it works. I'm going to tell you a story, and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do that song. So, this has happened to me multiple times, because I know this scripture. This is something I've memorized, I meditate on. No, no, not yet. Not, not yet. Thanks. Thank you for being ready. That was awesome. So, here's the deal. I, I used to own a marketing agency, and one of our clients was a ski resort, Revelstoke Mountain Resort, that sadly went close to bankrupt, and we lost tons of money. But that's not the story I'm going to tell you about right now. At the time, I was still delighted with them, and we're driving out. I'm driving out to meet with them on a September day. It's blue sky, it's sunny at the time. I had a convertible Jeep Wrangler, cool truck, the top's down. I'm driving in the mountains in the sunshine. It was awesome. I stopped at Starbucks. I got a caramel macchiato, which is a total man drink, and I bought a James Taylor cover tune CD, and I slide this CD in, and as it plays, I start to get emotional. My eyes start to well up. And this, for me, I've learned, the Holy Spirit's up to something. When I begin to feel this emotion, I go, okay, Holy Spirit, what are you up to? And he whispers, Zephaniah 3.17. He sings songs of love. So I go, Lord, are you singing this song? he was like, yeah, I'm totally into James Taylor, just like you. Play the song, boys. Crank it up. Called it's growing. Do you want me to sing? Yeah <laughs> no no, that's no, okay.
1: Like
0: you got the metaphor? Snowball gain in momentum, it's growing. Like the the that the man claimed broke his real. Big. You got it? Big blooming in the warmth of the summer sun. It's growing. What is growing? What is growing? It's been told by more than one. It's growing. What is growing, Lord? What's growing? Every day grows a little more than it was on the day before. What is it? My love for you Grows and grows. Whoa, 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 how it grows and grows. Where it's gonna stop, I'm sure that nobody knows. Hey, hey, these are the angels. Nobody knows. My love for you grows and grows. Okay, okay, okay. So this is. it's my father having a moment with me in my Jeep in the mountains saying, My love for you. It grows. It grows. It's infinite. Where it's going to stop, nobody knows because it's infinite. Our father's love for us. And, ladies, obviously, this is your story as well as ours. And yet, on Father's Day, fathers, I want us to know if we're going to be a father, we've got to be a son. And to be a son is to say, Father, I want to know your heart. I want to know your heart for me. I want you to validate me. I don't want to go looking to prove myself everywhere else. Or just resigning to the fact that this is as good as it's going to get. Because there's more. We have a Father who's invited us into an incredible relationship with Him. And we don't need to go around trying to prove ourselves in whatever way to figure out, am I loved, am I valuable, am I significant, am I worthy of respect? We go to our Father and say, Papa, I want to know you. Daddy, I want to know you. I want to know how you've created me, who you've made me to be. Jesus, thank you that you've made a way for me to know my Papa. Would you help me to know him and this is the promise this is what we've been called into this resurrection life that we've received from god is not a timid grave tending life it's adventurously expectant greeting god with a child like what's next papa i remember when our boys were little they would get up in the morning and they would basically come running in and say what are we going to do today What are we going to do today? There was this expectant, passionate, enthusiastic, yeah, what are we going to do? And that's what our fathers invited us into. God touches our spirits and confirms who we are. We're not disappointments. We're not broken and discarded. We're not forgotten. We're not wounded beyond repair who we really are, we know who he is and we know who we are, father and children. Our Papa loves us. Our Papa delights in us. Our Papa sings songs of love over us. And if you ask him, I'll bet he'll show you. I've heard multiple songs I'm just listening to them start to get a little emotional say Lord what are you saying? Zephaniah 370 oh. I'm talking even a disco song Jack Johnson Andrew Gold thank you for being a friend God says you know what you could have chosen to be an enemy thank you for choosing to be a friend I love you I love the fact that we're friends I love you and I like you I love the way I made you You're my beloved. So fathers, papas, daddies, today your papa, your father, your daddy is saying, I delight in you. You're not a disappointment. And I want you to know the depth of my delight same thing to you too but thank you for being gracious and the one who's made a way is jesus he paid the price through his death and resurrection that we could be set free from the sin the chains of the enemy that kept us trapped and outside of the family because without jesus see there's two families It's one family that's led by the father of lies. That's Satan. The other family is led by the father of light. It's our heavenly father. And the culture, the ethos of the family led by the father of lies is a, a family filled with darkness and strife, strife and enmity and jealousy and hatred and fear and discouragement and despair and hopelessness and lust and brokenness. Unforgiveness and bitterness and resentment. That's the nature of the family that we're trapped in without Jesus. But across the street from that house, there's a house where the father of that house is the father of light. And the culture of that house is love and hope and joy and forgiveness and peace and strength and deliverance and wholeness and healing. And at the door to the house is Jesus standing at the door and when you want to change families, you just walk across the street and say, Jesus I don't want to live in this family anymore. I don't want to live trapped in sin, death discouragement, despair and depression and hopelessness Jesus, would you forgive my sin because I want to be part of the family of God as a beloved daughter as a beloved son and he says, I'm made a way. I'm the door. Come on in and join the family. Is that good news? Can I get an amen? Yeah! yeah. So we're going to celebrate that by doing communion. Because that's what communion is about. Communion is about remembering what Jesus did. How many of you want to stay living in that old family? Can I hear a No. No! How many of you want to live in this glorious family of love and light? That's right! And so when we do... I wish I was black. Sorry. I, am I allowed to say that? I so wish. But communion is saying, Jesus, thank you. Thank you! Your death and resurrection, your body and your blood, you sacrificed so that we could be back in relationship with Papa in the family of God as beloved children of our Father. And if you don't know Jesus yet, you're still in this family led by the Father of Lies, but there's an invitation to come. To come to Jesus and say, I want to be part of this family. I want to leave my brokenness and my sin behind me. Jesus, thank you that you've made a way. And if you want to do that, we would love to pray with you afterwards. This commune is for people who've said yes to Jesus. And I'm celebrating what you've done, Lord. I'm remembering what you've done. So let's stand together and let's pray. And I think the worship team's going to come up. And they're just going to lead us in some worship. And during that time, come on up and uh, get your communion. You can go back and take it in your time. And I would encourage you... During this communion, one saying, Jesus, thank you that you have made a way for me to know the Father. And Jesus, would you introduce me to the Father in a way that I don't know him. And Father, I want to know you. Let's pray. Papa. We love you, Papa. We love you, Daddy. We love you, Father. We love that you sent Jesus to draw us to you to make a way that we could know you, that we would know your delight, that you sing songs of love over us. Lord, help us to hear those songs and to know you. And Jesus, thank you for making a way for us to become beloved children of our Father. Jesus, help us to know you. Help us to know the Father. And Papa, we want to know you more. We want to know your delight and the transformational power of the Holy Spirit. we love you, Lord. Amen. Thanks, Brad. Good morning. Am I on? Awesome. Uh, I'm just gonna declutter here. So dads, this is a great day. Dad, stand up. All right. Let's celebrate the dads. Turn and give them a high five, ladies. Come on, nobody without a high five. Dads are awesome, and we love being dads most of the time. Uh, So I want to start by giving you just a little glimpse into dad life. So enjoy. Sound, please. This is dead life. Loud! Lock the house,
1: boys! Chat right. pump it up! Gas station glasses, don't care what the masses think about me with my sweet goatee. I'm rocking my dockers with a cuff and a crease. I got that St. John's Bay and the clip for my piece. I look nice. I got dozens of dollars, and that's right. It goes straight to my daughters and my wives. I'm a miracle dad Making magic with the checkbook kiss the talent I have I roll hard in the yard With a 60-inch cut Zero turn radius My neighbors say, what? They be driving by peeping my landscape Yo, these greens Got nothing on my manscape Hydrangeas Begonias no. Crape myrtles, like ornamental, ornamental turtle Hold up is that a weed in my fescue? Oh no, round up to the rescue. It's the dad life, it's the dad life. Take my daughter to the party. it's the dead life. It's the dad life, it's the dad life. life. Shooting vids to the kids, it's the dad life. Roll up to the splash pad, 10 a.m., my whole entourage. Pops out the minivan, we spushy splashy for an hour or two. Then it's back to the house, yeah. prepping for the barbecue. bros dolls, rack of ribs, whatever. Get me on the Weaver, man, nobody does it better. Call me Lord of the Grill, I'm king of the coals. Nana secret recipe, you know how I roll. 1080p, 16 by 9. I'm rocking man cave status with a screen like mine. Keep your peanut butter hands off my 50-inch physio. Pop up the corn, roll the Disney videos. You. Don't you dare close your eyes. We got Aladdin, Jasmine, Abu, the Genie. Hey. With kids like mine, everybody wants to be me. Sing a night song and then it's off to bed. This is the dad life, no more to be said. It's the dad life, hey. it's the dad life. Hit the mall, coaching ball, it's the dead life, it's the dead life, it's the dead life, playing rough, fixing stuff, it's the, it's the dead life, it's the dead life, it's the dead life, yeah, you know how we do it, it's the deadlife. life.
0: My favorite line in that is playing rough, fixing stuff. It's the dad life, And dads, you know, say, first of all, ladies, I need to ask your permission. I'm going to kind of talk to the dads this morning. Are you okay with that? You're, I guarantee there's take home for you, but I'm going to talk to the dads. So dads, you know what it's like playing rough. You know when your kids are little, what's the strategy? Make them feel like they're stronger than you, right? Oh, you're so strong. Daddy's going down. Daddy's going... Oh, you got me. And then they hit those teen years. And you got to let them know who's boss, right? So then you bring a little more power so they know there's a smackdown if it needs to happen. Don't mean that literally. Uh, and then as they get older, it's a little different. So our sons now are 26 and 25. Benjamin took up boxing and David played rugby in Ottawa and uh, I need to pull the back card regularly. Oh, whoa, 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 this is fun, but hold on, I just got to be careful. And Anne (laughs) chimes in and says, boys, boys, be careful with your dad's back. So it's sort of that progression through uh, what it's like to be a dad. But every stage, I loved being a dad. And it doesn't mean there weren't tough things. As you know, guys, being a dad is some of our greatest joys and some of our biggest challenges as well but there is joy in every step of the journey and we never stop being dads right and that's a good thing because we all need a dad and one of the things that dads are really good at is humor let me say that one more time one of these dads are really good at is humor can i get an amen Oh, this is dead this morning. Can I get an amen? Yeah, dad humor. And that comes in dad text. So I thought I'd do a little thing. So this is the son. Dad, can you pick me up? Why? What happened? The teacher pointed at me with the ruler and said, at the end of this ruler is an idiot. And I asked, which end? So I got suspended. And the dad goes, ha, 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 you're awesome. You're not even grounded. That's a great dad. Here's another one. Dad, there's a moth, it's a daughter. Dad, there's a moth on the outside of the bathroom door. Can you get rid of it? Please hurry, because I'm going to cry. Dad, dad. Dad is dead. You're next. Love, moth. (laughs) And the final one. Son, I made a Facebook account. Can you accept my friend request? You made a Facebook account? WTF. What does WTF mean? It means, welcome to Facebook. Why, thank you, son. With your help, I'll be a hip dad. Yes, we all want to be hip dads. First time you've seen WTF in a church service. Oh, but look at Sarah. She's texting Glenn. Come back soon. Actually, oh, I wanted to rock it. I have the best man video from our uh, man events that we do, and I I felt, you know, I just got that little twinge. You know how guys, when you're younger and dumber, you don't pay attention to those twinges, but I've been through a few messes, so I said, "Hun, what do you think? Showed her the video. She goes, no, you cannot play that on a Sunday morning. So guys, if you want afterwards, we'll just go in the corner and I'll show you on my phone. So I want to talk today, you probably saw the title, and the title is, you Got to Be a Son If You're Going to Be a Dad. And fatherhood starts with understanding what it means to be a son. So, we're going to unpack what I call today the father heart of God. And you might have known Jesus for decades and never experienced the father heart of God. God is our father. So, I want to unpack that a little bit today. And this started for me way back when Ann and I got married 34 years ago. We spent our first year of marriage at Bible school. And there was this. One of the speakers who came was an elderly gentleman from New Zealand. And now that I think about it, he might have been my age. <laughs> but, but in my mind. Was he older, Hun, Please say. Okay, so he was an elderly gentleman from down under, from New Zealand. And he said, Dave, you've got to understand the Father heart of God. And that phrase, whenever I hear Father heart of God, I hear it in New Zealand. The Father heart of God, Dave, you've got to understand the Father heart of God. And I thought, what what, what, what do you mean by the Father Heart of God? It's not that funny. Although it is a good New Zealand accent, I must say. (laughs) Uh, We're we're fans of the old Blacks. You're going to be okay. You're sure? So anyways, the Father Heart of God. And I thought, I don't even know what that means. And I'd known Jesus for years, but what do you mean by the Father Heart of God? And it led me on a journey of many years learning about the father heart of god about god the father and and who he is and how we've been called to be in relationship with him and it the the penny began to land a little bit when i saw the cover of this uh dvd i was actually do you remember back in the days when your computers had a dvd drive in it and i got a computer with a dvd drive and i'm gonna watch a movie on a plane go it's so cool we were soldiers guys is that a good man movie That was lame. Guys, is that a good man movie? Okay, maybe you haven't seen it. It's the true story of Hal Moore, a general. It was the first encounter with Americans, the Vietnamese, in the, in the Vietnam War, actually. So true story, helicoptered in behind enemy lines. But this is the cover of the DVD. And you see it says, Fathers, Brothers, Husbands, Sons. And when I looked at this DVD cover, I'm, I'm just reading it. so I'm sliding it in my computer. And the Lord says to me, Yes, but wrong order. I thought, what? What What does that mean, wrong order? And he showed me there's an order, there's a progression. It's sons, brothers, husbands, fathers. There's a sequence to what it means to be a man. And it begins with being a son. And there's no way we can be the brother that God's created, crafted, and called us to be if we don't know what it means to be a son. There's no way we can be a husband if we don't know what it means to be a son, there's no way we can be a father if we don't know what it means to be a son. And I want to take us to Jesus baptism. The Father, we know the story. Jesus gets baptized. As he comes up out of the water, the spirit descends on him and dove, and the Father speaks audibly. Now this is huge. This is God speaking audibly. He could have said, this is the Savior of the world. This is the Messiah. You need to follow Him. This is the plan of the ages for mankind to get free from sin. Listen to Him because He has all authority. And this is God incarnate. But he He didn't say that. He spoke to his son and he said
1: you're my son and i love you
0: and i'm so proud of you and this to me is a glimpse behind the curtain into that intimate relationship between father and son the father and his son and it's a picture it's a A demonstration of the Father's heart for us. You are my son. I love you. And I'm so proud of you. Likewise, you're my daughter. I love you. And I'm so proud of you. This is at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. Of all the things the Father could have said. He said, I love you. And I am so proud of you. For Jesus, God incarnate made man. The divine made human. The Father says, you need to know how much I love and delight in you. And that's the foundation of our lives. And men, I'll tell you this. If we don't understand the Father heart of God and His delight in us, We try to prove that we're worthy of love. We try to prove that we're worthy of life. And we'll prove it in all the wrong places through performance, at work or wherever, to show, yeah, I'm a winner. Or we'll look for women to answer our question. Am I a man? The only one who can settle the issue of our identity is our Father, who says, you're my son. This is the foundation of our identity. Before everything and beyond everything, I'm a beloved son of my Heavenly Father. And when we have that encounter with our Father, we're validated by Him. We don't seek validation anywhere else. We're not looking for our wives to answer our question. And that, to me, is one of the biggest issues in marriages men who aren't validated they know jesus but they don't know they're validated by the father's love and they think they're more of a disappointment than a delight and they look to their wife to validate them they carry a question mark over their head and they want their wife to turn it to an exclamation mark but only the father can do that and i know that because i've lived that it's a reality and we've journeyed with men for over 15 years in understanding what this is all about. And the Father's heart toward us is love and delight. And the Father wants to be in relationship with us. We see in Jeremiah 3.19, I thought that you would call me Father and not turn away from following me. Do you hear the pain in that? A father saying, I so desperately want you to call me Father, to know me and love me and receive my love. But you didn't. You ran after those things that were not from me. And it's the cry of our Father. And Jesus comes. And he says, hey, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him, and you have seen him. This is one of the main reasons why Jesus came. Jesus came to pay the price for sin, that we wouldn't be the property of the enemy anymore. We wouldn't wear the chains of sin, death, and the enemy. He didn't have legal title to us. And being chained by sin and jealousy and hopelessness and despair, etc., etc., etc. Jesus came to set us free that we might know the life of God, that we might come back into relationship in the family of God and know our Father. Jesus came to make a way for us to know the Father. And a lot of times, many of us have not had great relationships with our fathers. Whether demanding or distant or destructive, I don't know. But I've heard enough stories to understand that we were all raised by imperfect fathers. And some were good men and some had vices. And we often tend to put that on the father. Our lenses through which we see fatherhood are twisted and shaped by the experience we've had with our fathers. But that's not the nature of our father. Our father loves and delights in us. Our father cherishes us. And often we go, oh, Jesus, yeah. Love Jesus, who he is and how he, how he spoke and what he's invited us into this incredible life. And he says, well, if you know me, you know the Father. Because this is the Father's heart. The Father's desperate that we might know him in a profound and powerful way. His delight and his great love for us. So Jesus came that we might be born again into the family of God, that we might be reconciled into the family of God, that we might be adopted into the family of God. And Galatians says this, Paul tells us in Galatians, you can tell for sure that you're now fully adopted as his own children because God sent the spirit of his son into our lives crying out, Papa, Father, Abba, Father, Daddy, Father. Doesn't that privilege of intimate conversation with God make it plain that you're not a slave, but you're a child? And man, you know, we love to connect with our kids in a deep and profound way. I remember when uh, Benjamin, he's 25 now, but he was just, uh, I guess he was a toddler at the time. And he was always on the go. And, and I would, <laughs> you know, you get a little beat as a dad. Man, I just need a nap right now. Come on, son, let's just nap together. And he doesn't necessarily want a nap. So neither do you. So I remember laying on the couch and I just wanted Benjamin to lay on my chest. And you hear him breathing. You hear his heart. He hears your heart. And there's this bonding between you. And I remember I used to count the seconds. One end, two end, three end. He was off. And I'm thinking, oh, I wish this could be longer. There's something about loving being with our children And the father-son, the father-daughter relationship is a very unique one in that God the Father has chosen to reveal himself to us as a father. And yes, he created male and female in his own image. But there's something about the father heart And I think that's one of the reasons why the father-son, father-daughter relationship can be so challenged sometimes. I, I don't understand why exactly, but it's we're under... There's a profound influence that fathers can have with their children. There's obviously a profound influence that mothers have with their children. But ladies, if you remember, you gave me a little grace today to talk to the men. And I think that's because our Father, we get the opportunity to represent His heart. And the only way we can represent the Father's heart is if we understand what it means to be a son. To be a father, you've got to be a son. A son who said, Father, I want to know you. I want to love you. I receive the invitation to know you that Jesus has given us come and know your father know me you know the father i paid a price to reconcile you out of your sin and your brokenness to come into the family and understand the joy and the love and the delight of your father this is what the father says in jeremiah 31 verse 3 i never quit loving you and i never will expect love 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 and more love in the NIV, it says, I've loved you with an everlasting love. I've drawn you with loving kindness. No matter how broken or angry or jealous or sinful or distant we are, the Father says, I love you, I love you, I love you. I won't abandon you. Come to me and know my delight. And one of the key truths that we need to understand is God's heart toward us is primarily delight, not Disappointment. Let's just marinate in that one for a little bit. God's heart toward us, the Father's heart toward us, is primarily delight, not disappointment. But guys, I know. I know what we think, because we've been raised with a performance mentality, right? If I perform well, then I'm valuable. Then I'm worthy of love or respect or significance or whatever. And that's why we need the Father's validation. It's not about what you do. It's who you are. It's whose you are. You're my beloved son. But yet we think, you know, God's just disappointed in me. I could be more. I could pray more. I could give more. I could love more. I could be more patient. I could be more kind. I could Whatever. There's always growth. And men, we wear this perception that, you know, God loves me, but he's really disappointed because i'm disappointed in myself but that's not god's heart toward us it's delight god's heart toward us is delight zephaniah 3 17 the lord your god is with you he's mighty to save he will take great delight in you he will quiet you with his love. he will rejoice over you with singing and this is real God delights, and he so delights in us, he rejoices over us with singing. And if you ask, you can hear the songs. Okay, now I know some of you went, it's a little, little whatever. Here's how it works. I'm going to tell you a story, and we're going we're to we're do that song. So, this has happened to me multiple times, because I know this scripture. This is something I've memorized, I meditate on. No, no, not yet, not, not yet, thanks. <laughs> Thank you for being ready, that was awesome. So, here's the deal. I, I used to own a marketing agency, and one of our clients was a ski resort, Revelstoke Mountain Resort, that sadly went close to bankrupt, and we lost tons of money. But that's not the story I'm going to tell you about right now. <laughs> At the time I was still delighted with them and we're driving out, I'm driving out to meet with them on a September day, it's blue sky, it's sunny at the time, I had a convertible Jeep Wrangler, cool truck, the top's down, I'm driving in the mountains in the sunshine, it was awesome. I stopped at Starbucks, I got a caramel macchiato, which is a total man drink, and I bought a James Taylor cover tune CD and I slide this CD in and as it plays, I start to get emotional. My eyes start to well up. And this, for me, I've learned, the Holy Spirit's up to something. When I begin to feel this emotion, I go, okay, Holy Spirit, what are you up to? And he whispers, Zephaniah 3.17. He sings songs of love. So I go, Lord, are you singing this song? And he was like, yeah, I'm totally into James Taylor, just like you. Play the song, boys. Crank it up. called? It's growing. Do you want me to sing? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. You got the metaphor? Snowball. Gain in momentum. It's growing. That the man claim broke his reel. Big. You got it? Big blooming in the warmth of the summer sun. It's growing. What is growing? What is growing? It's been told by more than one. It's growing. What is growing, Lord? What's growing? Every day grows a little more than it was on the day before. What is it? My love for you Grows and grows. Whoa, 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 how it grows and grows. Where it's gonna stop, I'm sure that nobody knows. Hey, hey, these are the angels. Nobody knows. My love for you grows and grows. Okay, okay, okay. So, this is. It's my Father having a moment with me in my Jeep in the mountains saying, my love for you. It grows. It grows. It's infinite. Where it's going to stop, nobody knows because it's infinite. Our Father's love for us. And ladies, obviously, this is your story as well as ours. And yet on Father's Day, fathers, I want us to know, if we're going to be a father, we've got to be a son. And to be a son is to say, Father, I want to know your heart. I want to know your heart for me. I want you to validate me. I don't want to go looking to prove myself everywhere else. Or just resigning to the fact that this is as good as it's going to get. Because there's more. We have a Father who's invited us into an incredible relationship with Him. And we don't need to go around trying to prove ourselves in whatever way to figure out am I loved am I valuable am I significant am I worthy of respect we go to our father and say Papa I want to know you Daddy I want to know you I want to know how you've created me who you've made me to be Jesus thank you that you've made a way for me to know my Papa would you help me to know him and this is the promise this is what we've been called into this resurrection life that we've received from god is not a timid grave-tending life it's adventurously expectant greeting god with a child like what's next papa i remember when our boys were little they would get up in the morning and they would basically come running in and say what are we going to do today What are we going to do today? There was this expectant, passionate, enthusiastic, yeah, what are we going to do? And that's what our fathers invited us into. God touches our spirits and confirms who we are. We're not disappointments. We're not broken and discarded. We're not forgotten. We're not wounded beyond repair. Who we really are. We know who he is. And we know who we are. Father and children. Our Papa loves us. Our Papa delights in us. Our Papa sings songs of love over us. And if you ask him, I'll bet he'll show you. I've heard multiple songs. I'm just listening to them start to get a little emotional say Lord what are you saying? Zephaniah 370 oh. I'm talking even a disco song Jack Johnson Andrew Gold thank you for being a friend God says you know what you could have chosen to be an enemy thank you for choosing to be a friend I love you I love the fact that we're friends I love you and I like you I love the way I made you You're my beloved. So fathers, papas, daddies, today your papa, your father, your daddy is saying, I delight in you. You're not a disappointment. And I want you to know the depth of my delight. same thing to you too but thank you for being gracious and the one who's made a way is Jesus he paid the price through his death and resurrection that we could be set free from the sin the chains of the enemy that kept us trapped and outside of the family because without Jesus see there's two families It's one family that's led by the father of lies. That's Satan. The other family is led by the father of light. It's our heavenly father. And the culture, the ethos of the family led by the father of lies is a a family filled with darkness and strife, strife and enmity and jealousy and hatred and fear and discouragement and despair and hopelessness and lust and brokenness unforgiveness and bitterness and resentment that's the nature of the family that we're trapped in without Jesus but across the street from that house there's a house where the father of that house is the father of light and the culture of that house is love and hope and joy and forgiveness and peace and strength and deliverance and wholeness and healing and at the door to the house is Jesus standing at the door and when you want to change families you just walk across the street and say jesus i don't want to live in this family anymore i don't want to live trapped in sin death discouragement despair and depression and hopelessness jesus would you forgive my sin because i want to be part of the family of god as a beloved daughter as a beloved son and he says, I'm made away. I'm the door. Come on in and join the family. Is that good news? Can I get an amen? Yeah! yeah. So we're going to celebrate that by doing communion. Because that's what communion is about. Communion is about remembering what Jesus did. How many of you want to stay living in that old family? Can I hear a no? No! How many of you want to live in this glorious family of love and light? That's right! And so when we do... I wish I was black. Am I allowed to say that? I so wish. But communion is saying, Jesus, thank you. Thank you! Your death and resurrection, your body and your blood, you sacrificed so that we could be back in relationship with Papa in the family of God as beloved children of our Father. And if you don't know Jesus yet, you're still in this family led by the Father of Lies, but there's an invitation to come. To come to Jesus and say, I want to be part of this family. I want to leave my brokenness and my sin behind me. Jesus, thank you that you've made a way. And if you want to do that, we would love to pray with you afterwards. This communion is for people who've said yes to Jesus. And I'm celebrating what you've done, Lord. I'm remembering what you've done. So let's stand together and let's pray. And I think the worship team's going to come up. And they're just going to lead us in some worship. And during that time, come on up and uh, get your communion. You can go back and take it in your time. And I would encourage you... During this communion, one saying, Jesus, thank you that you have made a way for me to know the Father. And Jesus, would you introduce me to the Father in a way that I don't know him. And Father, I want to know you. Let's pray. Papa. We love you. We love you, Papa. We love you, Daddy. We love you, Father. We love that you sent Jesus to draw us to you to make a way that we could know you, that we would know your delight, that you sing songs of love over us. Lord, help us to hear those songs and to know you. And Jesus, thank you for making a way for us to become beloved children of our Father. Jesus, help us to know you. Help us to know the Father. And Papa, we want to know you more. We want to know your delight and the transformational power of the Holy Spirit. We love you, Lord. Amen.